hearts fall short I got nothing new How could I express All my gratitude I could sing these songs As I often do But every song must end So I throw up my hands and praise you again and again Cause all that I have is a hallelujah, hallelujah And I know it's not much, but I've nothing else fit for a king Except for a heart singing hallelujah I've got one response I've got just one move With my arms stretched wide I will worship you So I throw up my hands And praise you again and again Cause all that I have is a heart
praise you again and again Cause all that I have is a hallelujah Hallelujah And I know it's not much But I've nothing else fit for a king Except for a heart singing hallelujah, hallelujah. Good morning, guys. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good day to you. Thank you so much for tuning into. Devoted with Bernice today. I hope you're having a marvelous day um, and that you are at peace in every circumstance that you find yourself in and every season as well that you find yourself in. Peace is our anchor, the shoes of peace, right? You can walk through any storm with the shoes of peace. Jesus said to the storm, peace be still. Peace be still, okay? Exodus 14, 14 says, be still. The Lord will fight for you. Just stand still. The Lord will fight for you. Put on your peace, your sh your shoes of peace, and keep on being consecrated in the peace of God that surpasses understanding. All right, so we are on our soul surgery teaching, and I hope that you've been blessed. Last time we talked about soul surgery, about the soul, soul ties, I told you all to write down as I was teaching last uh, two weeks or three weeks ago, what God was bringing into your remembrance because we're going to, you know, submit those to him. We're going to talk about it. We're going to really get healing because I believe that this is a season that God is healing his people, okay? And so I want you to get healing. I love this song that was just played. It's Gratitude by Brendan Lake. And I love the part it says that... Um, it says, so get up my soul. I want to find it. It says here, um, so I throw up my hands and praise you again and again because all that I have is a hallelujah. And I know it's not much, but I have nothing else to, I have nothing else fit for a king except a heart singing hallelujah. And then he gets to the point where he, he says, come on my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift up your song because you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. I love that because this is the whole point of this thing, um, of this teaching, is that I want, I want your soul to be able to lift up the song that is in there. Okay, many of you, I pray that this teaching will even enhance you to write, you know, to write a book. Uh, about your sufferings, about the things that you endured, you know, that caused soul ties. Um, and even to have like a podcast, okay, uh, to write a poem, okay, to write a song that will lift up. There is a song, there is, there's a, a, a purpose for your pain. I, I remember many times that I, I would meet prophets, you know, at, at, at certain events that I'll go to and they're like Brittany's there's there's purpose in your pain there's purpose in your pain and I was I told the Lord I'm like Lord if I hear that one more time I'm gonna scream at one of your prophets okay I, at that time 
I was not seeing the purpose in the pain because I was in the pain, right? But there was a song, there was, there was something, there was an assignment, there was a purpose with that pain. So whoever you are, there's a purpose with your pain. Okay, there's a song. Just as he says, come on, my soul. I want this teaching to say to your soul, come on. Don't you get shy, okay? Lift up your song. There is a purpose to it. Because you've got a lion inside, inside of you. The lion of Judah is inside of you. And you will get up and you will praise the Lord. Just as the song says. And so if you love this song, I want you to, you know, really go and listen to it on YouTube, Pandora. Wherever you get your songs from, it's such a prophetic song. Um, and I want your, your soul to be lifted up, okay? That the assignment that God has in your soul to come forth. Because many people go through things and, you know, they don't really see the purpose of it. God allows us to endure things because there's purpose. There's something hidden there that he wants to birth out. And so I believe that this teaching is like a midwife to you that will help you birth out that purpose, birth out the assignment that God has for your, for your suffering, for your hurt, for your pain, that open that door for that so tired to happen. And so thank you again for listening to Devoted. We are on our third part. Today, like I said, we're going to focus on uh, what God wants us to do. I'm really being led by the Lord in what to teach next. I have two of the things I want to say. One being the inner healing that we're going to do, which is basically deliverance. You're going to really get deliverance of certain pain and issues and uh, things that you've endured that God wants to heal. Okay, And then uh, there is the part where it is um, basically redemption of your soul and this today i want to talk about the redemption of your soul but i feel like god is also causing me to talk about the inner healing so i will touch on both of them but there will be an, another episode basically for inner healing and that will be dedicated to you really receiving the healing virtue of jesus christ okay so today we're going to talk about redeeming your soul and I'm going to touch on the different parts uh, in the Bible where we see people who actually had so ties to places, so ties to people, um, and how God see it, okay, and how God helped them, and even how they helped themselves to get out of that situation. Uh, and this is especially for somebody who's saying, mm, I don't have no so tie, I don't have none. The thing about the Bible is that, you know, there's a written word of God, and then there's a living word of God. And it then I, the thing I love about the the Lord's word is that the written word, you know, ministers to you, but the living word really touches in your soul, touches you, really encounters you. It's like the finger of God touching you, like poking at you, pu putting his finger inside of you. The living word reads you. It's like a mirror. It literally exposes you to you, right? And so you are going to get that, you know, um, word of God, that living word, right? That even the woman at the well encountered the living water, right? Which is the word of God. And so that is my hope that you will encounter that. And that is why we are going to talk about the people in the Bible who, you know, uh, went through, had some certain soul ties, you know, experiences that you can identify yourself with and see how you can come out of it. Because the Bible, the Bible is a, a life manual. 
whatever it is that you're going through, it's in the Bible. There's nothing new under the sun. Many times, even in, in my own life, uh, you know, when certain things happen, I'm like, Lord, um, you know, who am I? in this in this season who am i in the bible in this season right now what even even if it's a circumstance i'm like where in the bible can i look to identify myself right now this situation right now this circumstance right now this amazing you know season right now so i can steward it well so i can know how to grow even deeper right and so that's what I want you to uh, experience during this soul surgery, redeeming your soul. All right, so let's go into prayer and then we are going to take one more song and then we're going to start to teach. Um, we're going to start to the teaching. Um, please take pens and your papers because when I'm talking, you know, during this teaching, I've told the Lord that... Whatever it is that he needs to reveal to you personally, he should reveal it to you. So you are going to hear me talking, but you're also going to get some things from the Holy Spirit. It is my desire that the Holy Spirit will minister to you. And if you don't know how to heal the Lord, I pray right now over you. God, I ask you in the name of Jesus that you will uh, purify the ears, the ear gates of my sister and my brother that is listening right now that needs to hear you. I ask you, the Lord, you will purify your ear gates. Remove any cloth. Remove any uh, evil things out of your ear gates. Any any sounds, any words, any any spirits, God. Remove your ear gates from the enemy's mouth, God. And I pray even now that the kurebasata that you will surrender your ear gates. I want I want you to say, God, Lord Jesus, I surrender my ear gates to you, Holy Spirit. I surrender my ear gates to you in the name of Jesus, Lord. I surrender my ear gates to you. So surrender your ear gates to the Lord, and and I in the name of Jesus, I bind. Every spirit that has tried to take over your ear gates through through music, through words, through people, even through um, things around you in the realm of the spirit, seen and unseen, I dismantle it right now in the name of Jesus. And I ask you, God, even now to send your angels, God, to purify your ears, just as you send an angel of the Lord to purify them, the lips of your uh, your servant, I, Isaiah, the prophet. I, I know that you can also send the coals of fire to purify your ear gates as well. And so we apply the blood of Jesus and the fire of God upon your ear gates. And now you hear the Lord because you are a sheep. You are a sheep and the sheep hears the shepherd and your shepherd is Jehovah. And so we thank you, God, in the name of Jesus, we do pray. So, Lord, I just pray even now that you will uh, dwell in this moment. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. Have your way in this teaching. Let your words go forth. Let your assignment go forth. God, I decrease myself that you will increase in every place, in every space, in every corner. I, I yield my mouth to you. I yield my ear gates, my eye gates, God, every part of me to you. I pray the Lord you will sanctify this message, purify it with your word, which is the weapon that we're using today. The sword of the spirit is the weapon. And so I pray the Lord you will re you remove any doubt out of the realm of the spirit. And I pray the Lord you will expose to people the, your word. Reveal your word like an onion. God, unfold it to them. So they can be able to hear you, God. And even identify where they are now and where you're going to take them. I thank you for the prophetic anointing that's about to come here in the room. I thank you for the anointing of your, your, your healing virtue, Jesus. 
and I praise your holy name for this moment. And so we seal this time with the blood of Jesus. Amen.
Firm Foundation by Cody Carnes and Maverick City. It says, "My, I built my foundation, firm foundation. This is my testimony. Even when rain came, you know, flood came, you're still standing, right? And I love that. I love that song so much. It's such a, a blessing to hear these um, gifted, gifted, prophetic anointed songs being released that literally helps us know that God is nearer than we think he is, you know, Emmanuel, God with us, that Christ is our firm foundation, the rock on which we stand. When everything around is shaken, we will never be moved because we put our faith in Jesus because he never lets us down. He's faithful through every generation. The Abrahamic generation, he was faithful. Today, he's faithful. In Revelation, he's going to be faithful. So why should we fail now? We won't. We won't because even when rain came, even when our house, you know, was attacked, we built our house on the Lord. So we are safe in him. We are safe in him regardless of what comes rain flood whatever came whatever blew wind blew rain came our faith will keep rising because he's faithful through every generation and we are safe in him i want to ask you do you feel safe for the lord do you do you feel safe for the lord um, if you don't feel safe with the Lord, that's fine. You can, you can be honest. God wants you to be honest. That's the only way that we live this life with Christ is to be honest. There are times where you might not feel safe. You might not trust the Lord. And there are times where you do, you do feel safe. You do trust God. And so if you're somebody that is struggling with faith, with trusting God, with feeling safe with the Lord, I want you to 
answer this and you know be as truthful as you can be um i want you to if you say that you don't you don't trust god you you don't you don't feel safe i want you to look at matthew 6 26 to 34 if you're somebody that says i am somewhat trusting somewhat not so much i want you to look at mark 9 mark 9 23 to 25 if you're somebody that say, yes, I trust the Lord. I feel safe with God. I believe in him. I have faith. I want you to look at Isaiah 40, 31. Because even if you are still trusting God, you still want to move from glory to glory. You still want to increase your faith. And that's a great thing that you trust God. I trust God. I, I believe in him. I trust him. I feel safe in him. I no, he's my father. I know that I'm seated in heavenly places with him. Uh, and that's why every day I seek him the more to go deeper, right? He wants you to he wants you to go deeper, right? Every day we grow deeper. You know, when we first got into salvation, we trusted him, but now our trust and our faith and our confidence in him is even much more better than it was many years ago and that's what we are to do to grow from faith faith to faith and and glory to glory and if you're somebody that's saying i am working on it bernice i'm working on trusting god i'm working on having faith in him i'm working on being safe in him i want you to read psalms 23 and psalms 91 okay so there is no wrong answer because we are all on different journeys right we're all on different journeys so there is no wrong answer you on your own journey. Everybody has been through certain answer of yes, no, maybe uh, working on it. Everyone has been through there. So you are not alone. All right. So uh, we're going to start our soul surgery uh, teaching. I hope that you've been blessed by the prayer and the songs. Go get it from Pandora, um, Spotify, wherever you get music. Go get it. They are anointed vessels that God is using to minister to us. All right, so last couple of weeks ago, we talked about soul, soul ties. Remember, I said that soul, your soul is your mind, your will, right? Your mind, meaning your decisions, your thinking, right? Your thinking is your mind. Your soul is your mind, your thinking, your will, decisions that you make, good and bad, right? Your emotions, your feelings, right? Your emotions is where your feelings are. That's why the Bible says that we have to guard our hearts. Because out of, out of it flows the issues of life. Your feelings, your heart is part of your soul. Your mind is part of your soul. Your imagination, okay? Your imagination, what you think about. Uh, your affections, how you relate to other people, right? And remember I said that your body, your mind, your spirit, your soul is all belonging to the Lord. Because remember, we talked about how we have to love the Lord our God with what? With all of our mind, with all of our soul, and with all of our life. We are to love Him with everything within us. Everything. Nothing being left out. With all of our mind, our soul, our life, we have to love Him with everything. And He deserves it because He's our Father. Every child loves their parent. I mean, I would say there are some parents that have caused some people to have soul ties that are not good, right? Uh, the Bible says that fathers do not 
you know, chastise, well, do not, not chastise, do not, let me find the Bible verse. It says, fathers, do not provoke your children. Colossians 3.21 talks about the cost of provoking your, your children. It says, fathers, do not provoke your children so they, so that they will not lose heart. Many of you have lost heart because of what certain things in your family, your parents have done, and that's opened the door for soul ties that were never meant to be formed. Uh, I want us to start off this teaching with our Bible verse. Our Bible verse today was Psalms. How so ironic? <laughs> well, it's not ironic. I would say how so uh, aligning the God is so... I was not going to talk about if you trust God or not. I, I was not going to ask that question. But the Lord led me there. And now he wants us to read Psalms 23. 3. Remember I told you if you're working on trusting God, read Psalms 23 and Psalms 91. He wants us to focus on Psalms 23, 3 and Psalms 51, 12. So let's read it. Uh, our Bible verses, two, two of the Bible verses for today is... Psalms 23.3, it says, He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Then it goes on, Here do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and i will dwell in the house of the lord forever and ever amen and that's a prayer you can pray that you can pray psalms 23 i love praying psalms 23 now let's look at psalms 51 2 it's psalms 51 12 it says restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit i love that that restore to me the joy of your salvation and God is a God of restoration. He is. He's here to restore. He's here to restore. And that's what soul surgery is. The restoration of your soul. Because he says what? You lay down in green pastures and he restores your soul. That's what he does. So remember, soul ties aren't just, are not just from sex. Having sex with you know, somebody or something. Because there are people who, who have very um, broad, you know, sexual appetite so i just want to make sure that you understand that so it's not just sexual encounter that opens the door but also non-sexual intimacy okay non-sexual intimacy like friendships can open so tight there are people who don't want to let go of certain friends or even certain uh teachers that they had mentors that you know there's no sexual encounter there hopefully no one is sleeping with their mentor um but we see that in these healthy relationships, sometimes it can be unhealthy, you know, because of intimacy. There's that intimacy that has happened that has caused somebody to basically put someone else on a pedestal that, that they are not supposed to be on, idolizing that person. So whenever we put something as an idol, we are committing spiritual adultery toward the Lord. We are committing, committing, we are committing uh, spiritual adultery because... The only person that we're supposed to exalt is the Lord. Nobody, not your husband as a, you know, a wife, not your your wife as a husband, not your your boss, your pastor, 
your mentor, not even the president of USA. We are not to exalt anybody above God. Remember that we are all adopted by God, right? Jesus is the one that was used as our uh, prize of adoption. God knows how to adopt each and every one of us, okay? As he allows humans to be adopted as well. He knows how to do that and change the course of their lives for the better, right? We see that even in Exodus 2, 1 to 8, Moses was adopted by Pharaoh's daughter and later on led the Israelites out of Egypt, right? And I'm talking about adoption because many people... Uh, are attached to certain non-sexual relationship because they feel like they are uh, isolated or they are alone. You know, that they don't have anybody. They feel like that. Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. That often spirit, right? That often spirit. But I want you to know that God adopts you. He has adopted every one of us. So you don't have to look to somebody as your go-to or as somebody that, like, Many people I've seen that don't want to go, uh, let go of certain leaders in their lives or certain people in their lives is because of that often spirit. And God wants to minister to you because that, that often spirit opened the door to soul tie. That you feel like you cannot let that person go. And even sometimes mentors have an often spirit toward mentees, right? For example, a woman who has never had kids finally has a mentor and she's like oh my gosh i have sons and daughters in the spirit great you do but remember that those sons and daughters are not your biological children though you care and you love them as though you're their your biological children you have to know that they belong to god and if god says it's time for them to to let to, to let them go you have to do that it gets to non-sexual intimacy that becomes spiritual adultery is when you put them in that place of being your, your own children to a fact that you can't even let them go uh, as God is leading you to. That is what opens the door to that uh, soul tie. So just as like I said, Moses in Exodus 2, 1 to 8 was adopted by Pharaoh's daughter. We know about Moses, how he was born. And during that time, they were killing the, the boys, right? And so uh, the mother put, her, put him in a basket and put him on, on the water. And he was led. I don't think it was a coincidence. It was very prophetic. It was very, uh, you know, divine that he was led. And he, he, he encountered Pharaoh's daughter. And later on, the same man that was led through the water was the one that parted the sea to let the Israelites out of Egypt. How prophetic is that? That God knows how to cause you to, to, to basically be used by the same water, same type of water that will usher you into the place that you're about to use that same water to usher other, other people out of bondage, right? Out of um, death, even he was the water was like a prophetic flow of him moving from from the trap of the enemy of death even re being redeemed from from uh you know what was happening in that time of the, the the killings of the babies and leading him to a place where he has to grow up and not take on the 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 identity of that place but but remain in Christ and use the same type of H2O hydrogen dioxide to utilize that for God to have give him dominion over it by him you know lifting up his rod and causing the the the, the seed apart 
and letting, letting the same, his people, the Israelites, to be able to pass through and also be delivered. That is so prophetic. And that's how God is. That even if you are let out of your family in a way that you might not see them, guess what? God knows how to reunite you guys together again. He will put you on a certain place where you, you grow up, you'll be adopted by somebody that can feed you, that can nourish you, that can help you so that you can be at a position where you can later on lead other people out. And we may see with Esther the same way. Esther, Esther was adopted. Esther was adopted uh, by her uncle. And you know, we, we read about the book of Esther where she didn't have her mother and father. But the thing is that, you know, God will have somebody in your in your uh, generation, maybe it might be your grandmother or your aunt or your uncle, you know, or a friend of your family that will raise you up. And we see that even Esther's um, uncle was able to minister to her and say, hey, for such a time as this, you have been born for this. We see that even with these people who are our, our orphans, God has a great ma mandate on their life. God has a great mansion, a great anointing, a great um, mission for them to do. So just because you are an orphan doesn't mean that you are actually an orphan because you are adopted by God. You have the Lord Jehovah as your father. You have the Holy Spirit as your friend, your comforter, okay? And you have Jesus as your brother. So you are in good company. And you have the body of Christ as your sisters and your brothers. So you are in good company. Get you get yourself in a group, okay? I know churches have groups, you know, Bible study groups, you know, f uh, friendship groups. They have groups that you can get young adults, singles group, marriage group, you know, uh, uh, outreach group. Whatever you feel led to, go and join the group, prophetic group, whatever it is. Go join it. You have brothers and sisters in the ministry of Jesus Christ. And so when you get to the root of it, you can get to the root of, when you get to the root of the issue, you can get to the root of the soul tie. And so I'm, I'm starting off this way because I'm being led by God to talk about, uh, you know, often, that often spirit. Some of you have that often spirit. That is why you feel that you are so tied to somebody. But the thing is that when you allow God to, to heal your soul, to, to minister to your soul, to, to cause you to belong to him and you to him and, and, and him to you, you don't have a room to be so tied to anybody. When somebody leaves your life, you're like, oh, okay, I know I'm secure in the Lord. I'm, my firm foundation is in him. So therefore, I know that if he removes it, he replaces it. And so you're not going to cling on to somebody that is not supposed to be in your life. Imagine if Esther did not want to go along with um, her uncle and say, you know what, I, I, he, I don't have any mother, I don't have any father, woe is me, I'm just going to be here and be by myself, I don't want to be around you, uncle. She would have missed out on having a husband who's a king and even saving her own generation. Imagine if Moses' mother said, you know what, I am not going to let go of my son he would not be able to be our Pharaoh's uh, daughter's, you know, uh, companion. And even for Pharaoh's daughter to take care of, of, of him. So God has a plan for everything that he does. He does not make any mistake. He didn't make a mistake when he led Moses to Pharaoh's daughter. He didn't make a mistake when he caused Esther to be an orphan. He did not. And we even see with Ruth was adopted by Naomi. 
right? Ruth, maybe you, you might be a Ruth where your, your husband is dead, okay? Because we know about the story of Ruth. I talked about it last week, okay? Ruth's husband died in Moab, and so she went to Bethlehem with Naomi. And the only person she had was Naomi. She left her whole family back in Moab and left and went to Bethlehem. And sometimes that's all you have is that one Naomi in your life that is is there to be your mother, your friend, you know, to be the one, your teacher. Because Naomi was teaching her things that she should know, like, hey, just be still. The man will not, you know, the man will not let the sun, and I'm paraphrasing, the man will not let the sun go down until he makes a decision. He will make a decision about you. Just calm down. You know, you have, Naomi was a therapist, was a teacher, was a mother, a friend. Okay, she was every, almost everything to this uh, Ruth. But she wasn't everything to her, though. She knew that. She knew that Naomi was like a bridge between her and God. So she knew that God was the, the ultimate everything to her. And so sometimes the reason why that you cannot part ways is that um, you, your, your season of Naomi has ended, but you've not realized it. I know in the book of Ruth, you know, Ruth said, wherever you die, I'll die. Wherever you go, I'll go. And it's because sometimes God has that midwife in our lives that we have to hold on to. There are times where God will bring somebody in your life that is a Naomi for you to hold on to. Even Mary and Martha, right? He will have that midwife there for you to hold on to, okay? Because when that midwife has helped you birth what it is that you were supposed to birth, what was Ruth supposed to birth? Ruth was supposed to birth diligence, hard work, and also um, divine relationship with Boaz. That was her, 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 her whole purpose was to be aligned with Boaz and birth her children that would later on, you know, do great things in the, in the, in the word of God. So we see that there are times where in the seasons where you are to cling to somebody like how Ruth did. And then there are seasons where you have to let them go because Ruth, Ruth got married to Boaz. She didn't say, oh, Boaz, I'm sorry, but I'm supposed to be by my Naomi's side all the time. I don't want to be with you because if I'm with you, then I cannot be with Naomi. Then I cannot, I cannot be, by, by, be by Naomi's side. She didn't have a so tie. Ruth did not have a so tie because if she did, if she had a so tie to Naomi, she would never be married to Boaz. She would never be able to move on and have children and be one with with Boaz because when you get married your life changes like you're you're not yeah you're around your parents right because Naomi was like a parent to to Ruth but you're not going to be uh always around them because now it's you and your husband you're gonna be always with your husband and your kids more than you are with you know other people friends and family and all of that right because now you have your own family she knew how to have that balance. And the thing about it is that so tight does not, does not let you have that balance of knowing the, when to, to, to let go of certain relationship a little bit and cling to the one that God is bringing into your life. And that's why we have mothers who cannot let their sons go. They have mothers who are living in their children's homes when they are married and they bring, bring in confusion it's like they have to be the one to cook for your kids. But wait a minute, your son is already married. He already has a wife. So his wife is already going to prepare food for him. He doesn't need you anymore as a mother. And that's why they're so tight. Because there's no, um, 
the ability to, uh, to, 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 to recognize that it's time to let your son be a husband or let your son be a man, right? And that's the same with, with mothers and, and daughters. Like, they don't know how to let their daughters go and live their life and meet the right man, you know, and be who God called them to be. And that's where soul ties are. It's because we, we, people have not come to the realization that relationship has a, a season and a time, right? He says in Ecclesiastes that there's a time for, you know, time to, to die and there's a time to live. There's a, a season for everything under the sun, right? So everyone you love, you know, when you love someone, there's, there's a risk of being hurt because there's a time where there's a separation that's going to happen. And it's okay because that separation brings growth for that person and for you too. So Jesus was adopted by Joseph. We see that in the word of God. Jesus was adopted by Joseph, right? When in Matthew 13, 54 to 56, let's look at that. Matthew 13, 54 to 56. Matthew. It says here. It says, um, so 54. Excuse me. All right. It says here. When, um, okay, now it came to pass when Jesus had, fi- had, had finished these parables that he departed from there. When he had come to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said, Where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brothers James, um, uh, Joseph, Simeon, and Judas? So we see, and his sisters, are they not all with us? When, Where then did this man get all these things? So we see that it says here, isn't this the carpenter's son, Joseph? We know that Mary was not impregnated by a man, a physical man, but she was impregnated by the Holy Spirit. There was a blended family there. Jesus was in a blended family. James, Simeon, Judas, he had brothers, right? So we see that there was a blended family there, that Jesus was adopted by Joseph, that God allowed Joseph to adopt him and teach him his ways because Joseph was a carpenter and a carpenter takes things that are broken and make and mend it together and make it beautiful and Jesus takes things that are broken which are people and make it beautiful and so he had to be under somebody who knows how to beautify the brokenness of things in the natural because Jesus was going to and is still mending the brokenness of things in the realm of the spirit and so it makes sense to be under the adoption of Joseph. So you were adopted by God. And I want to make that clear to you from the hands of Satan. Regardless of how you came into this world, you know, some of you might have come out of wedlock. Some of you might have come out of rape. Um, and you might feel disgusted because you know that you came out of rape or you came out of incest. I want you to know that how you got here is not the issue. It's not the main thing. It's not what you're supposed to focus on. You're already here. 
What you're supposed to focus on is that you are adopted by God, by the creator of the universe, by the creator of you and me and everyone that you're idolizing and even the people that you're, you're looking to and even the pain and the places and the people that is causing you to have so tight. The God of the universe created all of that and he has adopted you. Yes, you. He has adopted you as a son. He has adopted you as a daughter. You are seated in heavenly places with, with Christ Jesus. And you will never, your, your seat will never be overtaken. Your seat will never be removed. It is firmed in heaven with your name on it. He knows you by name. Okay? And so... That is the first part of this, is that God wants to talk about the fact that you are adopted. You are adopted by him. He knows your name. He knows who you are. He knows the sacrifices that you've endured. He knows the, the things that you have gone through, spoken and unspoken. And he calls you by name. And he has adopted you as his own. You are all with him you are with him he is yours and you are mine it says about on a song of solomon song of solomon um it talks about i am yours and you are mine my beloved is mine and i am his i love that my darling i'm yours and you are mine Songs of Solomon 2.16, it says, My beloved is mine, and I am his. He feeds his flock among the lilies. Okay? So you are God's, and God is yours. When I, said, when I, when I read that passage, I smelled uh, baked bread. And I, I believe God is, is literally like laying a foundation of spiritual food before everyone he's feeding you i i smell baked bread right now as i read that you are mine and i am yours and he, he's saying i am the bread of life i am the bread of life he is the bread of life for you okay whoever comes to him will be what will be filled the nothing that you lack he cannot give you So I want to ask you, are you a daughter? Are you a son? Do you believe that you're adopted by the Lord? Do you believe right now that you are adopted? Jesus said in John 6, 35, it says, then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And so right now, that's what he's saying with the bread that I'm smelling, that he is the bread. He is your bread of life, not your soul tie, not whatever it is that you're, you're tied to. No, he is your bread of life. Are you ready to take a piece of this bread of Jesus Christ? I feel like we're supposed to take communion right now. If you're led, go take communion. I want you to take communion if you're led. If you feel, if you feel led right now, take communion. If you do feel led... I want you to take communion. How, how you can take communion, uh, you, can, you can look in the Word of God in um, Ephesians, I mean, excuse me, 1 Corinthians um, 11, 23 to 
34. First, you want to examine yourself. 1 Corinthians 11, 27 to 34. And then, and then you go to 1 Corinthians 11, 23 to 26. And that's how you take communion. Okay? So I want us to take a break, uh, a song break. Uh, and if you feel led, take communion right now. Uh, and then come back. I want. I don't know what God is going to do when you take communion. I feel like there's going to be some healing that's going to go on. But I want you to remember that Jesus is the bread of life. And whoever comes to him will never be hungry and will never be thirsty. Because whoever believes in him will never thirst. Okay? And so right now I'm going to uh, play uh, worship music. You can read Ephesians 1, 4 to 6, Ephesians 2, 1 to 4, and Galatians 4, 4 to 6. Uh, and then we're going to come back and continue the soul, soul uh, redeeming your soul teaching. Oh 
Roar. That was a song by Tasha Cox. It says, you know my name. I, um, during the time of worship, the Lord was telling me to do the communion with you guys. Um, so I want you to uh, open First Corinthians 11. Um, we're going to look at 27 to 34. You have to examine yourself, okay? Meaning that you have to pray forgiveness. Ask God for forgiveness for your deeds, your actions, your words. Whatever you did, I was sinful. So it says, Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he, for he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastised, um, excuse me, chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. Therefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. But if anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, lest you come together for judgment, and the rest I will set in order when I come. And so I want you to take a moment to just ask the Lord to forgive you for any sinful things you've done. you got to judge yourself. Look yourself in the mirror. Whatever it is that you've done. I don't know why God led us to take communion. That was not part of the teaching that, um, you know, I have written down. So God adds to it, you know. Uh, so I just want you to take a moment right now and just start confessing your sins, things you've done over this week, uh, last week, today. Just, Holy Spirit, I pray you bring into their remembrance the things that they have done right now. Bring into their remembrance the sinful things that you want to correct. Um, the sinful things that they have done. God, bring it to their remembrance. Even the things that they don't know they, they're doing that are sinful. Remind them of it so that they can confess and examine themselves in the name of Jesus. So God is reminding you right now. The Holy Spirit is bringing into your remembrance right now. And it's not to condemn you. No, there's no condemnation. But... You know, there's conviction for you to uh, confess your sins, right? And ask for forgiveness from Jesus and, and God will forgive you, right? That's the whole purpose that Jesus died on the cross for us. So now that you've confessed your sin, I want you to look at 1 Corinthians um, 11.23. I want you to take your wine. If you have wine, and I'm not saying that wine is alcohol, like grape juice. That's what I mean. It, it, you know, if you have grape juice, non-alcoholic grape juice, Okay. So grape juice, if you don't have grape juice, you can use water. Okay, Jesus turned water into wine. Let's, let's be prophetic here. Let's be miraculous here. Okay, let's believe for miracles. Okay, what you have, you can use it. All right. Um, so if you have um, grape juice, apple juice, if you have water, you can use it. Okay. Um, and then I want you to get, you know, crackers or if you have bread, you can use bread, crackers, bread. That's fine. Okay. I know this is, this is something I, I did not, I did not know God was going to do this. So whatever you have that is, you know, like bread, crackers, you can use it. Okay. Um, so I want to, I want us to start. All right. So get, get your, your elements, your, your bread or your crackers. All right. Okay, so we're going to uh, take the communion of the bride. We've confessed our sins, and now it's communion time. 
All right. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. I want, I want you to take your bread. In this moment, I just want us to pause and say, Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your bread, for your body, for this bread that you are the life. You are the bread of life. Thank you for being the salvation, the sacrifice, the communion, being the, the ultimate judge, being the, the redemption that I need in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your son. And I just want you to remember something that, something that God did for you. They just want to pinpoint and just say, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Okay? Just say thank you for that. Thank you for paying your bills. Thank you for protecting your kids. Thank you for healing you. Many years ago when you had that disease, thank you for delivering you, right? And, 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 and I want you to just say thank you to the, to the Lord for that. All right? All right, so let's go back to the passage. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said... So break your bread, break your cracker, and say after me, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. And this is the body of Jesus Christ, okay? That is broken for us, right? Uh, do this in remembrance of me, right? This body is not, your body is not my body. It's the body of Jesus Christ, right? So take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. And this is Jesus telling the disciples when they were taking their communion. Um, do this in remembrance of me. All right, so if you're ready, take the, the bread or the crackers. God, we just thank you for this moment of the bread and the crackers. I just pray that you will bless it uh, as we take it. Let your body do a work in our bodies, Lord. Let your, um, the body of Jesus do a work in the body of the one that is taking the bread. By, we know that your body, God, heals, redeems, delivers. We know that Jesus did not, has not taken the communion since this time. And so we know that when we partake it, that he's doing a work in us. And so I want, you to, I want you to partake the bread or the crackers. All right, now I want us to take the, um, the wine. And it could be water or grape juice. That's fine. In the same manner, I want, I want you to lift up the wine or the water. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. And I want you to say this after me. This cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. So I'm going to pray over the, um, the wine. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus that sheds and redeems and refines and deliver and and sets us free by your stripes jesus we are healed so i pray right now let the blood of jesus do a work in the blood of everyone that is taking the communion let the blood of jesus do a work in their bloodline even in their generations to come let the blood of jesus minister to their blood their bloodline to their blood every blood cell in them lord do a work in them even in their spirit and their soul Whatever it is that you're lacking, whatever it is that you need, Holy Spirit, you know. Let the body of Christ, let the body and the, the blood of Jesus do a work in them. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. All right, take the, the wine. All right. And I want us to just minister with the song.
so before the um the song after we took communion i told you i think before the song i told you to read ephesians 1 4 to 6 and ephesians 2 1 to 4 and galatians 4 46 so we're gonna we're gonna read it together uh it says here, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. All of this is saying that before the foundation of the world, before Genesis, he already chose you. That you are to be holy as he is holy, without any blame before him, in love, because God is love. He already, before the enemy came to tempt uh, Adam and Eve, he already predestined us to be adopted by Jesus Christ. Because that is the will of the Lord. He said, let your will be done, let your kingdom come. Thy will be done, not my will, but your will. Which is a good pleasure, because that is the purpose of Jesus Christ to redeem us for the glory of his grace so that we are accepted in the beloved and what's the beloved we are accepted as children of God we are accepted as sons and daughters in the ministry of Jesus in in the body of Christ so I hope that this um passage really minister to you i want us to look at ephesians 2 because god wants to dwell in your in your mind he wants to remind you that you are adopted you, you already have all you need in him okay you already have it all let's look at ephesians 2 1 2 4 it says the title is by grace through faith and you were dead in the trespass and sins in which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in, in the passion of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and whereby nature, children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, rich in mercy because of the great love which he, ha- which he loved us, So basically saying that we were all broken. We were all, you know, in sin. We were all in sexual morality. We were all the passions of the flesh. We were all carrying desires of the body, the mind, and being like the children of the enemy. Many of us were like that before we were saved. I myself included. And even some of us, we we struggled with it while we were saved. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love, his agape love, he allowed us to be able to be redeemed and adopted by him. That's how much he loves you. To give his only son over to death and resurrection for your soul, for your, your, your life, for you. That's how much he, wants, he loves you to adopt you as his son and as his daughter let's read uh, galatians 4 46 it says but when the set when the set time had fully come god sent his son jesus christ born of a woman which is mary and then the father is you know joseph who was basically his uh his earthly father uh born born of a woman born under the law 
to redeem those under the law. Which is you and me. That we might receive adoption to sonship. So you, you are a son. You are a daughter. You are, if, if you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you're already adopted. Yes, Lord, I will. You're already adopted into the sonship of the Lord. Because you are his son. You are. The Bible says here, because you are his sons. Because you are his sons. Meaning, you are his child. God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit who calls out Abba Father. So you call him Abba Father because he is your Abba Father. So right now, God wants me to extend salvation to anybody who needs salvation right now. Um, if you're somebody that want to get to know God, want to be a son, you feel like you are uh, an orphan, you feel like you don't have anybody. You're like an Esther. You're like a Ruth. You're like a um, a Moses. And God wants to adopt you. If you don't know who God is, this is a time to let him be your Abba Father. Let him be your daddy. Let him be your dad. Let you be his son. Let you be his daughter. So if you're ready, you know, you just pray the simple prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and I ask you for your forgiveness of all my sins. Then the ones I know about, the ones that I don't know about, I just release it to you right now. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. I receive your forgiveness. I receive you as my Father, as my Abba Father. Take complete control of my life, my mind, my, my day-to-day, my, my whole purpose everything that concerns me and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lead me in the path of righteousness, Lord. Let your word be the bread. Let your word be the ministry that I need in my life. Thank you, Lord. And I believe that you did come on earth, Jesus, as the body and flesh and You died on the third day. You rose up and you redeemed me. And you are seated in heavenly places. You are seated with the Lord. And I am seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. So thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer today. So Holy Spirit, I receive you into my life to be my comforter, to be my teacher, to be my friend. And Jesus, I see you as my Savior. And Lord, I see you as my Father, my Lord. And I am in the sonship of God. And if you're a woman, say, I am a daughter of God. If you're a man, say, I am a son of God. So you are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. I am a daughter of God, just as you are in the sonship of the Lord. Okay? So amen we pray God in Jesus name. Y'all this is not how you know this whole um teaching was put together. If you see what I have here, God literally took it a whole different route. Okay? And that's okay because this is the time where he wants to do surgery on you. This is soul surgery. So whatever he wants to do, I'm open to it because I want to see people be set free. So today we only focused on adoption of the Lord. And I I believe that's all he wanted to focus on today. 
And so I'm going to end up um, the podcast for redeeming my soul adoption today. And then next time, the part two of redeeming my soul will be, I don't really know what God is going to do, but we're going to be talking about the people in the Bible who basically uh, we can learn from, like Rachel and the idols in Genesis 31. If you want to look at that, look at that before we come. Genesis 31, 14 to 16. And uh, Lot's wife, Genesis 19, 26, Luke 17, 30 to 37. Genesis 34, 2 to 3. Look at that as well. Okay, and if you look at John 4, the woman, the, the woman at the well. If you have anything that you wrote down, any memories, anything that you wrote down that was so tight, that you know is a so tight, uh, I'm going to pray with you right now. I'm going to pray this with you, that the Lord will start to minister to you through these Bible verses, Bible studies that I, I, I gave you, these um, Bible uh, chapters that I gave you, Genesis 31, uh, Luke 1730 to37ginesis19ses34 2 to3ah uh, first Samuel 18 and John 4 I want you to go and read it and I want you to after you read it I want you to go back to the the list of the the so ties things that you wrote down okay and ask the Lord to pinpoint which one of these is he talking to
allow the Lord to, to minister to you. Just close your eyes and let him bring the memories back to you. Some of it might not be nice, but that's what, that's what this is for, for you to get healing. And so I come against every self-hatred because of those things that happened to you. In the name of Jesus, Father, I even pray right now, according to Luke 4, I pray the Lord you will listen to them and you will heal their minds and you will heal their hearts right now. Let healing, let deliverance come in the room. I pray your healing virtue, Jesus, to come upon them in the name of Jesus. Send your angels, God. To minister to them send your angels to heal their broken hearts according to isaiah 61 god you heal the broken heart heart you sh- you heal the shattered the hurtful heart father and so i've been praying now a sound mind over their minds i pray now healing in their hearts love to overflow them let the fruit of love overflow them right now fill them with the fruit of love jesus i pray even now the lord you will give them power where they have weakness in the name of jesus divine power in the name of jesus in the name of jesus i want you to pray this after me say this after me almighty father in the name of jesus christ i submit these memories to you oh god i ask you to heal me now from all the stress and negative emotions and heart and pain and 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 self-hatred and anger that is associated with these memories lord give me holy wholeness healing and forgetfulness of these painful memories i choose now by the act of my will to forgive to release and to forget it to move forward in the name of jesus i pray god that you will break the soul ties that i have with any person with anything i renounce it now in the name of jesus and i pray and i give you my heart god oh father i give you my heart i even see some of you you have your heart in your hand i pray the lord you will touch these hearts revive these heart god purge every soul tie every diabolical assignment every spiritual entity that has encamped itself in their hearts in their minds and is causing the soul ties to happen break it god i thank you yes i thank you adonai for sending your angels i thank you for sending your angels to break them out of the prison gates now i thank you and i plead the blood of jesus in the name of jesus in agreement in agreement with luke 10 19 i pray now that lord these hurtful memories are being healed now by the blood of jesus i soak their their minds in the blood of jesus oh god let their minds their body their soul their spirit their bodies be soaked in the blood of jesus christ that redeems the blood has power to do the miraculous so we pray for the miraculous healing right now in the name of jesus god i speak miraculous healing upon them in the name of jesus god break them out of the prison gates in their minds break them out of the spiritual prison gates that they have been bound to in the name of jesus even the generational curses of soul ties break them out in the name of jesus god i speak to the souls of these your sons and your daughters that are listening right now to be healed and made whole in the name of jesus christ i command every stressed every negative emotion feeling spirits attached to these memories be gone now in the name of jesus be loosed with the blood of jesus in the name of jesus christ yeshua i pray and i pray now i command you every spirit every entity 
that is there. Every sabotaging spirit, I command you to go now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I command these spirits to never again use these memories to torment you. Ah, release forgiveness right now. I ask you to, to come on. The person that's listening right now, you have to forgive the person. Ah, uh, God, I, I pray now that, Lord, you will pour upon them the, 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 the strength to forgive, the strength to forgive, that molestation, the strength to forgive, that rape, the strength to forgive, that anger, those words, the strength to forgive, that abandonment, that rejection, the strength to forgive everything that was done to them or, or, or didn't, wasn't done to them. I pray that they will forgive. I, 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 I want you right now to just say, God, I forgive whoever God is bringing into your mind right now. I want you to say out loud, God, I forgive that person. I release them. I forgive. And even now, the Holy Spirit is telling me some of you have to forgive yourself. So say, Lord, I forgive myself. And some of you have to forgive God. Say, God, I forgive you. Just say it out of your mind. You're getting, you're getting free right now. Things are being broken off of you. You can burp. You're gonna, many of you are burping, farting, yawning. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. And every torment be gone in the name of Jesus because you are whole. Those tormenting spirits cannot come anymore because you are whole. You are forgiven. You have released it. You are healed today in the name of the one true God. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are healed. And so we seal it with the blood of Jesus. And God, I pray right now over them that anyone that prayed this prayer that has released out of them any demonic spirit anything that has been released out of them god i thank you that you have redeemed your people jesus we thank you that you have redeemed your people right now and so i pray father every place in them that is empty holy spirit you know what to do i pray holy spirit that you will fill them that they will receive the holy spirit just say to the lord just lift up your hands and say lord jesus i receive the holy spirit god i receive the holy spirit within me every empty place in me that is that is empty holy spirit fill it completely in the name of jesus so lord fill those places and i apply the blood of jesus over those empty places lord let your angels guard them in the name of jesus yes lord so i just want you to say lord i surrender my soul to you i surrender my soul back to you lord jesus i surrender my soul back to you holy spirit i surrender my soul back to you jehovah i surrender my soul back to you no longer is my soul in the hands of the enemy no longer is my soul in the hands of people or places or things but my soul belongs to you jesus my soul belongs to you holy spirit my soul belongs to you jehovah and so we seal these prayers in the blood of jesus we thank you uh i pray even now any heart that is happening in the heart of anyone right now i want you to just place your hand over your heart and just say lord i pray the blood of jesus to overflow my heart let the blood of Jesus do a work in my heart. Let the blood of Jesus cleanse my heart. I speak healing over your heart right now in the name of Jesus. I speak healing in the name of Jesus in your heart. Receive the healing of Jesus Christ. We receive healing from the Lord in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. And we seal this with the blood of Jesus Christ. 